Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delancey Elim Church building at a bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. Women of Grace, and I didn't really think that fitted in today, being Father's Day. So, um, a few weeks ago we, we did a Men of Faith series, so I'm going to do another Man of Faith today because it's Father's Day. We'll get back to Women of Grace next week. And uh, we've already looked at Elijah, we've looked at David, we've looked at Daniel. Today we're going to look at Paul, the Apostle Paul. Fantastic man of God, brilliant man of faith. Um, you can, in fact, do a, a lengthy series on the Apostle Paul. Um, but I just want to look at one aspect of Paul's life today, and, and that is found in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 19. So we're going to read that this morning, and this is the time when Paul, who used to be called Saul, as you will know, was converted. And so... We're going to look at that today, and the title of my sermon today is, Paul, it's time to step out. And so, Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men travelling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Port Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, 
who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He got up and was baptized. And after, after taking some food, he regained his strength. And the Lord bless the reading of his word today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your, your word and how your word is alive, it's living, it's breathing. Thank you, Lord, that your word is, is such great instruction to us, such great inspiration to us. And I pray today as we, as we delve into your word, as we look at the life of Paul and his conversion, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would learn something new today, Lord, that our knowledge of you and your love for us and the things that we have in store for us will become clearer and brighter today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that as your word, your anointed word is preached, Lord, that we will be challenged, we will be encouraged, we will be equipped to be the men and women that you have called us to be. Amen. It's time to step out. It's time to step out. What do you do when someone says it's time to step out? Uh, what is your reaction? What is your response? Well, we're going to look at Paul's response. We're going to look at Ananias' response today to being told to step out, to being told to go. Today, as it's Father's Day, as I said, we're going to look at this um, instead of the women's thing. But the Apostle Paul was told in no uncertain terms to step out of the life he was living. The way he was going, he was told to step out. It says in verse 6, get up and go. Get up and go. Have you got get up and go today? It's time to step out. The direction and the journey that he was taking, that Paul was taking, was not the right one. So God breaks in. God breaks in in a powerful way. He breaks in to Paul's life, or Saul's life. For the purposes of today, I would be calling him Paul. Same man. God broke into his life in a rather dramatic way. And he tells him to step out. He tells him to go. To get out there and do as he says. To do as he wants. Paul was on a, a route. He was on a journey. He was on a, a tract in his life where he was, as we know, he was persecuting those that were not Jewish. Those that belonged to the way. The early Christian churches. He was heading in one direction, not the pop group. He was heading in, in one direction. And God broke in. Has God broken into your life today? I think looking around, all of us can say today that God has broken in. We were going in one direction. We were going away from God. Our lives were not following God. We were in one direction. But when God broke into our lives, our lives changed and our direction changed. God wants to break into your lives today. God wants to break in. He has a plan. He has a purpose for every one of us, every one of our lives, and he wants us to step out in the direction we are going. He wants to step out of the direction we're going and into his direction, his plans, his purposes, his will, his way. As I often said this year, to be in step with his Holy Spirit. Paul was on a one-track destination. He was determined 
to find all the people that he could that professed to be followers of the way. And he wanted to, and he wanted to find them and he would persecute them and he would imprison them or even kill them for the blasphemous ways that, in his opinion, and in the people that he, he lived with in the Jewish um, council, did not like these people that belonged to the way because they were preaching a different message to theirs. I believe that Paul was blind before he lost his sight. He was so caught up in his plans, in his desires, that he could not see anything else. He was blind before he lost his sight. And we can so often be the same. We get so caught up with our own plans, our own designs, that we neglect to listen to the voice of God. And there's nothing wrong with having our own plans, our own designs. But when those plans and designs um, get in the way of the plans and designs of God, when we no longer can see um, the plans and desires that God has for our lives, then we are blind to what God wants us to do. And so often we get caught up in these things and we neglect to listen to the voice of God. We are blind to God's way. We are blind to the destination that he has for our lives. God wants to break in. God wants to break in. Not only does God tell Paul to step out, but another man comes into the story here. And that man is called Ananias. And God also tells him to step out, to go. And Ananias' reaction is sometimes, I think, like our reaction. We have this, they almost have this argument with God. I think we've all been there. Or maybe we argue with ourselves and we use that word, but. The Lord tells Ananias in chapter 9, verse 11, this. He says, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. I like that name, Straight Street. I don't know, that just tickles me. Straight Street. Go on the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. And that doesn't say but there, but I put him one in there. I believe that Ananias is saying, but Lord, but Lord. I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem and he, he has come in with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. It's almost that Ananias is arguing with God here and saying to God, are you sure you know what you're doing? Are you sure? Ever been there? I know I have. Questioning God's plan. Asking God, really? And God comes back with his reply, and lo and behold, what does he say? He says, but. But the Lord, well, he didn't say it, it says in Scripture, but the Lord said to Ananias, go. Go, exclamation mark in my Bible. It's time to step out. So what do you do when God tells you to step out? What do you do when God tells you to go? Well, Ananias does the right thing. He is obedient to God. 
And he does as God tells him. And history is written, isn't it? Ananias goes and he prays for Paul. And he prays for him and the, um, the scales fall from his eyes. Just imagine if Ananias had not done what God had asked him to do. And in this argument that he had with God, that he decided that he hadn't really listened, heard from God, but he did. He went. He stepped out. He went. He was obedient. And because of that, history is written. Without this stepping out, we would not have the great advancement of the Christian faith into the non-Jewish world that we have today through Apostle Paul. Because Ananias was willing to step out, the birth of Paul's ministry was born. So here we see two men willing to step out. And I believe God is saying this to us all today in Delancey, Elam Church. It's time to step out. I believe that this is a prophetic word for us today. It's time to step out. It's time to step out. And we all have different things, what that means in our lives. But I want us to search our lives to question our own lives and our own destinations and our own designs and our own plans and say, God, what are you telling me? What are you asking me to step out from? That is our challenge today. You know, the vision of our church is reach, equip, ascend, sewn up in those three words where we reach, we want to reach out. And through the word of God, through our times together, we are equipped to then be sent out again. Sent out into the places that we are. Sent out to our workplaces. Sent out to our schools. Sent out to our universities. Sent out to the coffee shops. Sent out to all those places that we go. We have been reached. We have been equipped. Now it's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to step out. God has given us and equipped us with all that we need to step out in faith in the places that we are, in the places that we go. I believe with all my heart that God has not placed us, God has not placed you in your work, community, your neighbourhood, to wander from one thing to another. He has placed you there to be the salt, to be the light. To radiate the love and the power of God in the place that you are. And I will keep on saying that and reminding ourselves that where you are, God has placed you. We did that whole ministry in Marketplace. That is where God has placed you. And through you, you are the salt and light. You are the people of God. And you carry the presence of God. And you radiate his love and power. God is saying to us all today, it's time to step out. The Apostle Paul could have ignored the blinding revelation and called upon his life to be the missionary that he was, but he didn't. Through the faith of Ananias, stepping out, the scales were removed from Paul's eyes. What is blinding you today? What are the scales on your eyes? What are the scales on your eyes that need removing? Big question that. What is blinding you 
What are the scales on your eyes that need removing? Paul, I'm sure, he believed what he was doing was the right thing. But God breaks in. In verse 17 of Acts chapter 9, the message rings out clear here. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says then, once... He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Something like scales fell from his eyes. So this is what we need to do in order to step out. If you're afraid of stepping out, then pray for the Holy Spirit to give you the courage. To give you the courage. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to do that at the end of the sermon today. I want us to, if you want prayer for the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, like the Apostle Paul was, then we have an opportunity at the end to come to the sides, to the front, and the elders will pray with you. Leaders will pray with you. Allow that to burn in your heart as I'm speaking today. Don't hesitate. Allow God to come in your power and strength. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's time to step out. God is calling us to step out. We will have different things that we need to step out of in order to actually step out. It may be a pattern of life. So often we get into a pattern of life and Things happen and distractions come and we, we find ourselves in, on this, this destination that maybe we didn't actually plan, but we were there. We're on this destination. We're, we're on this journey. We're on this, on this, in this way that we've got into this pattern of life and maybe we need to step out of that pattern of life today. Maybe we have allowed ourselves to become lukewarm in our walk, in our relationship with Jesus. It is there. We we want to build this relationship with God. We want to do the things that are right in the sight of God. Um, We want to have this relationship with Jesus. But have become almost as if we've become comfortable with the life that we have been living. God wants to break into that. He wants us to step out. To go. To walk. In step with the Holy Spirit. The word is used a lot lately. If you're watching The, the Apprentice, it was, a, it was a saying that was used, I'm, I'm not in my comfort zone. Comfort zone is a word, but I'm going to use it today. We need to step out of our comfort zone. I think we all know what that means, and step into a relationship with Jesus that is real. That is in line with how God wants us to live. We get so used to the pattern of our life that to actually do something different, to actually step out, means that we will have to change a few things in our life. 
And that can be sometimes the reason why we don't step out, why we don't go, because we realise that those things that have attached to our lives, the pattern that we've got into means that we're going to have to stop that, we're going to have to change that in order to be in step with the Holy Spirit, in order to allow God to break in, to in order to allow those scales to fall from our eyes. For some of us today, it may be that we will have to step out of things that we traditionally do. This is the way that it has always been done, and it will always be this way. This is a challenging one, because we all like to do things our own way. We can get quite nostalgic about how we do things. Any other way is not the right way. This is the way that it is done. Any other way is not the right way. That's tradition. You could say that Paul was blind to the ways of the Lord because of his tradition. His upbringing, his things that he in his mind thought were right. That these people were blasphemous, these people were heretic. They were, they were preaching the wrong things. It took a blinding light to get his attention. And for him to step out of his tradition and step into the way the Lord wanted it to be done. Paul's tradition was his Jewish background. And in his mind, this new way was not the right way. And the people that followed the way were wrong. Even to the extent of persecuting them and imprisoning them. And in some cases, killing them. Of course, we will not take our love for tradition or nostalgia to that, that far, but maybe God is saying to some of us today that we need to step out of our tradition, our ideas of how things should be and the way things should be done, because that is the way they've always been done. We could be missing out on something that God has for us now. We can get stuck in a traditional way, and when God is trying to break in, He can't. God wants us to step out. God wants us to go. It's time to step out. It's significant to note as well that when the scales fell from Paul's eyes, he did not wallow in his failures thus far. He did not say, woe is me, for I have been wrong. Woe is me, for I have become undone. Quote Shakespeare. Or something like that. Verse 20 says that at once he began to preach. It says at once he began to preach in the synagogues. So he is, God breaks into his life. He's on this track, he's on this journey on this way, on this stuck in maybe in the tradition that he was in. He's, God breaks in, blinding light. Holy Spirit. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately the scales fall from his eyes. He gets up, was baptised, it says. Takes some food and regains his strength. Spends some days with 
the disciples, and then at once he began to preach. He did not wallow in the things that he had done wrong, the things that he that God was breaking in to try to get him to step out. He didn't wallow, wallow in those things. And when we step out of our comfort zone, when we step out of our lukewarm walk with God, when we step out of our tradition, when we step out of our nostalgia, or whatever we're stepping out of, we're not to wallow in the whatever, but rather we are to marvel in the forever, in our God who is able in our God who is greater, in our God who is incredible. Paul could have gone down a whole line of, oh my goodness, all these people that I've persecuted, all these people that I have imprisoned, all these people that have died because of me. No, he he immediately got to get on with it. He immediately got on with it. It's time to step out and get on with it today. Time to step out and get on with it. Paul was willing to step out, whatever the consequence. And I would think possibly the fear of the consequences of us stepping out is what stops us from stepping out. I think that's possibly the greatest fear of the consequences. The Jews did not like Paul stepping out of obeying the word of the God and going. And so they conspired, it tells us, to kill him. Paul could have gone into hiding, could have ran away, but he doesn't. He steps out, he gets on with it. I could talk a lot about the willingness of Paul to step out despite the consequences. Paul had many opponents, yet he was willing to keep on stepping out in faith. You could look at all the letters, you could look at the book of Acts and all the letters that Paul wrote, and you will see in every one the opposition that Paul receives, the threats that he receives, the consequences because of his stand, because of his desire to go, to step out. For instance, let's just look at the book of Galatians. In every chapter of Galatians, we read about the opposition that Paul and the church are facing. Just as an example this morning, Galatians 1 verse 6 to 9, it says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Strong words from the Apostle Paul there. But our opposition is coming against the church of Galatia. Galatia. In chapter 2, verses 4 to 5, we read of more opposition. This matter, it says, arose because some false brothers had infiltrated our ranks 
to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slaves. We did not give in to them for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might, might remain with you. Even though these people broke in, they could have run away, they could have, they could have um, given in to these people, they did not. They stepped out. In chapter 3, verse 1, it says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. These, these people, the Galatians, Paul is, is challenging them here. Don't give in to the opposition. Don't give in to the consequences that might come because of stepping out in faith in his name. Chapter 4, verse 17 says, Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate us, alienate you from us, so that you may be zealous for them. More opposition in chapter 4. In chapter 5, verse 10, it says, I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Verse 12 says, as for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. Really is strong words from Paul, but it gives you an, uh, a, a taste of Paul's determination to, to not allow the, his opponents and the opponents of the church to stop the message of Jesus Christ being spread. And in, finally, in chapter 6, verses 12, to 13 it says those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised the only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ not even those who are circumcised obey the law yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your flesh let's finish the chapter may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. Peace and mercy to you who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. Finally, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, Spirit. Brothers, amen. That's just one book, one letter. Quickly looking through it, looking at the opposition that Paul had that didn't stop him. He was on a mission. I believe we are all on a mission. And it isn't mission impossible. We are all on a mission. We are on a mission possible with Jesus Christ. With the anointing, with the filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We are all missionaries we are missionaries to our office we are missionaries to our hospitals uh, we are missionary to the schools that we work in to the schools that we attend we are missionaries to the building sites that we work on we are missionaries to the shops that we work in to the shops that we shop in we are missionaries to the coffee shops that we drink in. We are missionaries to the garden centres. We are missionaries to our families, to the homes that we go into, the friends that we meet. We are missionaries. In fact, wherever we step out to, 
That is where we are missionaries to. We are all on mission. It's time to step out. It's time to be sent. Paul didn't let the fear stop him from stepping out. Paul didn't let the what-ifs stop him from stepping out. Don't let anything stop you from stepping out. It's time to step out today. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elim Church. For more podcasts, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.